life is not black and white, is all shades of gray. And we don't know everything in this world. There's a lot of, lot of things that we don't understand and we won't ever understand. And that you just gotta be open-minded. This is Super Shiro's, the show where we interview women doing amazing things in the world to inspire, empower, and entertain you. Welcome to Super Shiro's. Okay, so today we're here with Christy Major, and this is her bio. I started weight training in 1998 and was amazed at the results I achieved. I was able to increase my metabolism by building lean muscle and reshape my body to look more like an athlete. Not long after, I started researching and implementing healthy lifestyle habits and was thrilled with the increase in my overall health. I was so excited at the monumental changes I was making in my health and fitness that I wanted to help others reap the benefits of reaching theirs as well. So in the beginning of 2001, I became a certified personal trainer, and I've been enjoying helping my clients better their quality of life ever since. Yep, that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> okay, so as I already said in the bio, what do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a personal trainer. I started being an independent personal trainer at Gold's Gym in 2001 and quickly found my niche by doing at-home training in 2005. So I've been doing that for the last 15 years. So I actually drive to people's homes, sometimes offices, and train them there. What made you get started in weight training? Well, I started weight training when I was 19, right after um, high school. Cause I wanted to, my mom was going through menopause and her brother told her to go to the gym, start weight training. Cause when you build muscle, that's active tissue and it'll burn more calories and it'll help you maintain your weight. And so I was interested in that because I always like to be a certain weight. You know, it was a little more neurotic at that point. And so we started weight training with my mom. We got a personal trainer and we really liked our personal trainer and we loved, you know, the results we were getting and I, you know, my trainer at that time was like, you should be a personal trainer. So back at like 20 years old, I was like, hmm, and I tucked that in the back of my head. And of course, I went to school for something completely different. <laughs> I got my BA in television broadcasting because I wanted to be a news anchor. Um, but when that didn't work out, um, because the last year, Frank Somerville, who used to be a news anchor on Channel 2, came and talked to my class and was just like, if you want to be a news anchor, and work in a nice, like the Bay Area, you have to be a reporter and move from small town to small town every two years for like 20 years. And I was like, what? No one ever told me this. <laughs> no counselor ever told me this. And I was like, but I was so close to finishing out my BA. I was like, I'll just, you know, get the degree and I could do something else with it. Maybe inspirational speaking, because it was actually public speaking that got me into my BA of television broadcasting. So I did that. And then I met my future partner at the gym and where I was uh, training Gold's Gym in San Francisco. And he said he was a trainer and he said, I'll help you become a trainer. So I studied, got my certificate during my last year of college. And uh, he taught me pretty much everything I know and took it from there. That's cool. Yeah. One question though, you yeah. like public speaking? love public speaking. Yeah. I love math and public speaking. Two things that most people, you know, cringe at. Yeah. What, why, or not, sorry, not why, 
how was it always a thing? Like you always just like public speaking? Well, I kind of discovered it. I don't know how, I don't remember how I got into it, but I got into the Rotary Club in high school and I was like really good at it. Now, don't get me wrong, like super nervous whenever you get up to the podium before you speak, but it was like almost like exhilarating. Like I'm one of those people that are like, you know, want to try skydiving? Sure. (laughs) An adrenaline junkie kind of. Yeah. So, and I loved it and I did really well at it. And I was like, wow, this is cool. And then the last year of high school, one of my teachers was like, well, you need to do a job shadow and do like a report on it. So think of something that you might want to make a career at and go job shadow somebody. And I was like, what's that going to be? Because in, you know, high school, you're not really thinking of that. And I thought, well, public speaking, and I like to be on camera. (laughs) I'm kind of a ham. (laughs) So maybe, you know, a news reporter, news anchor. And I did that with a local news um, company in Santa Rosa, and I loved it. So that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that comes in handy when you like public speaking. Yes, yes. So I'm assuming to be a personal trainer, you have to have certain certifications and all the different things. Yes. What are those? Well, you have to be certified through the state and you can, there's many different avenues. Like you can go through Ace Fitness or Nesta. They're just usually, it's like any kind of state certification. Every two years you have to take study courses and just to keep your knowledge up and uh, renew your certification. Although there is one Um, avenue. I'm not sure if they still do this, but Nesta, you take this like prolonged test where you like essays and videos and this and that. And uh, once you do that, you don't have to renew every two years. Oh, my husband did that one. I did ACE, which is like the normal one, like a a normal test. You have to know the basics and then you just renew every two years. Okay. So the Nesta one is more work, but in the long run, it's less work. Yes. yes. Okay. And then of course I'm CPR and AED certified through the American Heart Association. Just for, you know, precaution. Right. If my clients have any problems. So if, since you have to take the CPR and stuff, you have to take all of the different, all the precautions in case yes. something happens. Yes. So what are all of those? You said CPR. Are there more? Uh, just normally the CPR. And this is something like if I was empl- employed through a gym or if I was even working at a gym, like as an independent trainer, which haven't been in a long time, they require you to be CPR certified in case something happens at the gym. And the uh, place that I go to, they just, it, uh, the woman who recertifies me, she does it for nurses. So she does a CPR and AED that's where they shock you. You got to know how to use those little oh, yeah. pads to get shocked. And so I have an extra CPR and AED certified, at, which you renew every two years. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so you do personal training in San Francisco. Yes. Have you ever thought of like going to other cities that are like nearby San Francisco? I did. I did when I was trying to expand my business in the beginning. So I went to Marin, I've gone to Oakland, I've gone to uh, the South Bay, but it's just too much driving. Oh, yeah. Now that I'm pretty well off, I even 
tell people and I put it on my website, I have a now a demographics that's a little bit more narrow. So I don't go to like, say the sunset in San Francisco because it's too far or like North Beach. So I'm kind of got my little area and I say that's kind of where I'm, I will travel to. And, you know, the traffic in San Francisco has gotten so bad or it was before the pandemic, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make sense to me to spend like 40 minutes traveling. Okay. So even though you have a smaller, a smaller area, you still have a good amount of people who use your services? I do. I do. I'm very fortunate now that I had some really good marketing help um, from someone named Daryl Guidry uh, like three years ago. And ever since then, this is a, a shout out to Daryl, which is so good at marketing. <laughs> He did some SEO work for me and that just like blew my business up. And, you know, before the pandemic, I was turning people away almost weekly. Oh, Sorry. Wow. I, yeah. And then I, you know, made friends and I watched her training style of this other trainer that just went out on her own before the pandemic hit, but I liked her training style and knew she knew what she was doing. And so I, I, I would funnel her leads I couldn't take. Hmm. So you get different like techniques, I guess, from other personal trainers. Um, I wouldn't say that. I would say definitely Charles has taught me, my partners taught me most everything that I know. He's super old school, but he's got like a scientific mind um, or trainer. And everybody who trains with him says he should be a trainer for trainers. <laughs> but I have picked up um, a diversity of different uh, exercises and that I apply to certain certain of my clientele because I try to tailor each workout to their specific goals and needs from like when I did CrossFit, I dabbled in that. Or when I dabbled in training, uh, teaching boot camps or uh, dance classes, right? Because they work a lot of medial glute for dance, things like that, that I've, because I've done a lot of different things. And if I see something that I like, that I apply to my own body, which this is what sets me apart too, is I practice what I preach. So I'm in the gym. I weight train an hour, six, sometimes seven days a week. That's consistently. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I, because I do that and because I'm really in what I, what I teach, I can apply it better to my clients as opposed to trainers that don't really do it and then tell their clients to do it, they can't nuance the movement because they're not used to doing it always. And it's not fresh in their head. Right. Yeah. That sounds like that some of my old PE teachers. Ah, <laughs> the teachers who were like assigned to do the class and don't really do PE. Yes. You just stand there and tell you run. And right. it was terrible. <laughs> I hated it. So um, you said dance. What like dance work do you do? Uh, well, I. First, I'm in a vintage dance troupe called the Deco Bells. So we do 19, normally 1920s Charleston, all the way up through 50s jazz. And um, we perform for the America's Cup. We do many little little, little um, um, private parties and a little, you know, San Francisco events. Sometimes we travel to Healdsburg or whatnot for a, and uh, then I do Rhythm Emotion. Um, fusion class. And I also do rhythm emotion contemporary, which is my fave. Mm. And then I also go to dance camps throughout the year. So I go to normally, um, two or three dance camps a year. Oh, that's cool. So dance is also my other passion. Okay. So weight training and dance. 
Yes. It's so obviously those two go hand in hand. They do, um, which makes my point also cross training is so important. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm a much better dancer because I've a really fit body through weight training, right. which makes dance easy. Okay. Um, how do you like put manage them? Because you said you do an hour of weight training and then you also do dance class. Um, are those the only two things you do mainly? Yeah, that's my exercise. So normally I'd weight train six days a week for an hour or more. And then I would dance two to three days for an mm-hmm. hour or more. It's a lot oh, of yeah. exercise. Very, very active yeah. <laughs> person. Um, I also know that you have yes. done fitness contests. I have. I How have. was that? <laughs> I've done two bodybuilding contests. And I thought, you know, for the longest time, I was like, I'll never do a bodybuilding contest. I don't want to diet that hard. And it's just too much work. And then, you know, being in the business industry for so long, I was like, oh, I got to do at least one. Yeah. Because um, my partner before he win every contest he ever entered and he's never taken any type of substance at all. So I knew I had the best teacher. So I did one in 2001 and then for kicks, you know, the more muscle I built on my body, I thought I want to do it at least, at least one more time. So I did it again in 2016. Now, will I do it again? I'm not sure because (laughs) not only is it a lot of work, but the dieting is just really brutal. I mean, you're getting your body down to like 2% body fat. And with a woman, it, it messes with your mm-hmm. endocrine system, right? Your re- reproductive uh, system. So, right. That's but it was a, definitely an experience. I'm happy a, I did do it. Well, at least you're happy because that's a really low body fat. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm assuming that you, you still go on a diet, but it's definitely not as extreme as that. A diet for me now? No, maybe not diet, but like healthy eating. Healthy eating, yes. What's your healthy eating meal plan kind of like? Like a, like a typical day? Yeah. Uh, well, I do have to preface this by saying that I found the medical medium um, two years ago, actually, almost like two years ago to the day and started implementing his a lot of his protocols for better health and for cleansing um, which I highly recommend anybody who's suffering from any type of symptom or, um, chronic illness, you can totally heal and get rid of it. Go to medical medium, check out all his books, his podcasts, his Instagram, see the healing stories. It is amazing. It, it is real. So because of that, I start every day with 16 ounces of lemon water, half of a lemon squeezed into water, which helps to flush out the liver. And then 20 minutes later, I drink 24 ounces of straight celery juice. And that mm-hmm. does many different things, um, more than just cleansing out the body of heavy metals, pesticides, plastics, killing off viruses, bacteria, building neurotransmitters. I mean, this is the first time ever. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was addicted to coffee since I was like 15. I was like, I'm never going to get off coffee. I love coffee. <laughs> but a couple months ago, I finally like didn't need coffee anymore. I wake up clear headed. I have energy. I don't have to stumble to the coffee maker. I mean, I still love coffee, but I know that it's not that great for me and I'm off of it. I'll have it maybe once or twice a week and feel great. So, and then 20 minutes after the celery, I have a heavy metal detox smoothie that has wild blueberries, turmeric root, ginger root, parsley, cilantro, barley grass, juice powder, spirulina, Atlantic dulse, 
bananas, orange juice, coconut water, and I think that's it. That's my breakfast. If I'm still hungry, I'll have like a banana. Um, and then for lunch, I will have a small piece of protein, like chicken. I mean, talk about like small, just a couple ounces because I'm limiting protein. I'll have a big thing of mixed sauteed vegetables. I have some potato or sweet potato um, for in between. Maybe I'll have a couple squares of dark chocolate because I do like a little something mm -hmm. sweet. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> then I'll have a piece of fruit and some, like an apple and some dates. And then for dinner, I will have usually a big salad. I like to put a chicken apple sausage in it and I'll have everything, onion, tomatoes, avocado, a radish, cucumber, red leaf lettuce, whatever. All, and then I might have another piece of chocolate or something, a date or something sweet. And that's it. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I do have my things that I go to. Like I always keep chips around because I like something salty. So I do eat potato chips. But you try not to. I try not to. Okay. Right. And and a lot of, you know, if you like dessert, like I'll have like healthy popsicles that are just like cane sugar, fruit, and water or whatever. Right. Right. How do you stay? I mean. You obviously, it sounds like you don't keep the really sweet stuff in your house, but like if you're going to the store, how do you not go for the sweet stuff? You know, the cleaner I've gotten my body, the less I crave it. It's, I remember I'd used to walk into the coffee shop and I'd like, you know, my eyes would go straight to like the scones and the, the muffins and all that and be like, oh, I really want one. Now I could just go in there and be like, man, I don't even like really see it. Yeah. And it's crazy, Caitlin, because- I grew up with the worst diet. Like my mom was a single mom. I ate tons of packaged food. I remember eating Pop-Tarts for breakfast. Like just, I had a candy drawer. I ate so much junk and had such a bad sweet tooth for the longest time. But really it's all about cleansing your body. Once you cleanse all that stuff, like the bad bacteria that, you know, makes you crave all that sweet stuff and you really clean it out, you don't crave it so much anymore. How did you cleanse all of it out <laughs> like how long did it take do you think well um, cleansing is not black and white I'll say mm -hmm. um because there are some things that you're not supposed to eat that feed bacteria and viruses so when you're trying to cleanse but you eat that stuff it feeds it so once in a while I'll eat like some dairy maybe I'll have a piece of caramel it has dairy in it mm -hmm. right or a um, gluten-free donut that has made with egg which you're not supposed to eat either. You're not supposed to have eggs, dairy, gluten, or pork. Those are the top four. Um, it is a slow, it's a slow process, but it's so worth it. The cleaner you get and the more your symptoms start to vanish and go away, the more excited and motivated you are to keep going. So I've been on celery juice for two years now. I've done six of the medical mediums cleanses. I just finished one actually last week. And yeah, it's a three steps forward, two steps back process, but okay. it's still worth it. So you said no milk, eggs, gluten, or pork. Those are the main four, but there's many more than that. Okay. So obviously you should try to limit them, but is yeah. it terrible if you eat it every once in a while or drink it? I mean, I would say probably not, but if you have 
one every once in a while, another one every once in a while, another one every once in a while. It it all adds up. Every little bit counts in either the bad or the good, right? Okay. Yeah, my stepmom's, you know, since quarantine stuff, she's really working on her diets and like her meal plan. And she's always like, don't drink any milk. Don't drink straight milk. If you need it for cereal, fine. But she's, that's like her main one is milk. That's great. You know, you don't even need dairy for calcium. If you drink fresh squeezed lemon, like lemon water, that's Mm -hmm. bioavailable calcium. That's the best bioavailable calcium you can find is in citrus. You have that and you have dark leafy greens. You don't need, that's a lie that they told you dairy. You don't need it. Yeah. Um, What about like oat milk or almond milk? Because that's what we drink. Mm-hmm. I yeah I drink almond milk okay yeah either one so and like the milk substitutes yes milk substitute yep okay but not soy. soy is bad so soy is on the list too canola oils on the list natural flavors which is in most packaged foods on the list because that's msg in disguise oh I always thought that if it said like natural flavors it was automatically healthier because it's nope, natural hey nope. yeah well that's a like a a hidden, they make you think that it's, it's good, but it's not, it's bad. Oh. MSG, it's not your brain. Anyway, I could, spend, <laughs> I could spend, listen, I've, I've researched this guy for hundreds and hundreds of hours because of the reason. So let me backtrack a little bit and say what spurred me so much onto this path was I uh, was diagnosed with SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth almost 10 years ago. And I've been like, it was really bad. I was suffering so bad. No, it was a newer diagnosis because doctors don't really know what's going on in, in your body, right? They're just guessing. And no one could really help me. I went to a naturopath, a gastroenterologist, took a bunch of antibiotics, nothing really ever helped. And this guy finally broke down what it is, how to get rid of it. And, um, finally, after like seven or eight years of trying to find what will help, this one really finally did. And so I was just like sold. Yeah. Yeah. How long did you have the, what it was? SIBO. Um, I was diagnosed, probably hit me really bad and developed and just blew out of control in 2012. I was working like three different jobs. I had two jobs. I was personal training, working at Lululemon, and I was on the board of the Art Deco Society's programs director, putting on a program for our members every month. It was insane. (laughs) I didn't even know my name half the time. And I think that amount of stress, like just blew the problem, dropped my immune system, blew the problem out of, out of the water. Um, yeah. Anyway, it it was so bad that I just didn't know if I wanted to live anymore because no one could ever give me any answers of like how to get rid of this or what exactly it was. And I wish I'd found the medical medium then instead of seven years later. Seven years later was that long after? Yeah. Yep. Wow. And so my goal now is, and one of the reasons I got to be a personal trainer and got into health was I want to better people's quality of life, right? Through fitness for sure. But the more I study, the main reason is through health because you can be super fit, but if you have bad stuff going on inside your body, you're never really going to feel good. And you're never really going to get the full results because it's counteracting what you could get. And so the, whoever is open-minded to this, I, 
I've helped many people and I'm helping whoever's open-minded to this. Um, I've really put extra energy into helping them move forward and helped a lot of people like, you know, rise out of the ashes. It's really cool. And that is why I love what I do. I love to see people increase their quality of life and help them achieve that. And what that gives back to me is just so fulfilling. Okay. So, and through health. That's cool. I'm I'm glad you like what you do. That's like the best job is to do something that you really love. Yes. Yes. Um, So what is the website? Medium. Medicalmedium.com. Okay. So besides going to. Yes. And also at Medical Medium Instagram. That is amazing because so many people's healing stories are amazing. Okay. So besides going to Medical Medium and looking them up, what would you suggest for someone who really wants to just cleanse and be healthier, fitness, health, everything? Uh, Well, everything I'd say really research and get a good personal trainer because like everything else out there, you really have to weed through the mediocre and the bad because there's a lot of that out there too. Find somebody who really knows what they're doing who's not going to injure you. Um, And the, the best thing I can say for health and for cleansing is medical medium. I haven't found anything that's nothing is on the bar to that. What sets him apart is at age four, he heard spirit talking into his ear like a friend would whisper in your ear. And mm-hmm. it hasn't stopped ever since. I'm sure he's in his 40s by now. And spirit would just tell him what was wrong with everybody and how to help them. And that was his you know, mission in life. And because it comes from a higher power and is not tainted by any interest group or money or this and that in the physical world here, that's why it's you know, beyond everything else. Right. It's the real, the real true deal, which, which may sound really crazy to some people, but all I have to say is, you know, life is not black and white it is all shades of gray. And we don't know everything in this world. There's a lot of, a lot of things that we don't understand and we won't ever understand. And that you just got to be open-minded. I mean, if you're suffering from something, I would say, give his protocols at least a couple of months and see how you feel. Be really body aware so that you can see any nuanced differences and you be the judge of it yourself. I got my sister and my dad to start. And if I could get those two to start (laughs) and stick with it because they felt so much better, (laughs) I mean, anyone could do it. Anyone. Those are the most picky eaters and crazy. Yeah. Do you want to know what's the best thing about my job? Yeah. Um, I would say I really enjoy going to people's homes and seeing them in that intimate space. And with a lot of my clients, I see them more than I see my family. So I get to be really close to them. And also since going into their homes, like clients I've had for like 10 or more years, I feel like I've become part of their family. I know their kids, what's going on in their kids' lives. When they grow up, I train their kids as well. It's really, really cool. But then I would say the hardest part of my job is dealing with different personalities on that one-to-one basis. Because sometimes, you know, people get stressed out. Some people can hide it more than others. Or people just kind of want you to feel it. Just kind of <laughs> different ways of, of coping. Right. Sometimes that can be really... Um, difficult to deal with 
So that, again, being flexible mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, taking as, as it comes, because you always want to be positive and motivating, right? Right. What's just, the most difficult type of personality to deal with? Because you gave two examples, but in general, what's the I most difficult I would say that type? one, the one that's like, gets very stressed out easily and then doesn't really care about, uh, I'd say projects their stress onto others and doesn't, maybe doesn't really consciously see that. And so, you know, you really feel it and you almost feel like it's directed at you, but I don't think they purposely are doing that, but it, it definitely can make the room feel very heavy and uh, thick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when, like, how long do you usually train people? Like is at some point you let them go or they do it by themselves. How long averagely oh, is it? Hmm. That is a hard question because I've had a couple of clients now that have been with me like over 10 years. Cause I've been mm-hmm. in the business now for 20 years. Um, I'd say most of my clients now stay with me long-term. There are a couple that maybe after a year or two go, or like I had one that left me a year and a half because she just had a baby mm-hmm. that happens because I train women um, and then they become pregnant and then they have to leave. And then of right. course having a newborn, like they just, they're not thinking about going back to training and when did they have time? But yeah, usually people just stick with me. So then that gives me less openings now than to take newer people. Oh, that's part okay. of the reason why I'm so then busy. Okay. So it's great. And key is, um, one of the thing I learned from my marketing books and of course, it's easy for me anyway, because I, I like people is to, um, to befriend them. Mm-hmm. Right. Because when you're friends with them, then it's harder for them to just let you go by the wayside. Right. How many people are you training right now? How many people am I training? I would, I don't know how many clientele off of my hands. Cause I have some clients that are once a week, some that are twice. Oh. And then some that are like three times a week, but I do train about 20 sessions a week. Really? Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So okay. I do, after all these years know that my limit is five people a day, five days a week, but I can only do that for a couple of months. And then I just get totally burnt out because yeah. I give 110% to each of my clients, every session, that's just who I am. I think I give too much, <laughs> but that's just my personality. Yeah. Um, I would say good maintenance for me is four a day averaging. I mean, some days there's three and some days there's five. It's not like in even four, five days a week. So about 20 sessions is really kind of my sustaining limit. That's crazy. I Which is cool because I you know, working like four hour or five hours a day, it does give me time to then work out for an hour, right? Take a dance class if I need to uh, make my celery juice that takes like 45 minutes a day. <laughs> lots of, lots of food prep. Cause I make my own meals. So mm-hmm. it gives me time to do all that laundry. If I can sneak it in. Right. When, so cool. when is your earliest training time? Like, is there a certain time you're like, I'm not doing anything before that or anything later than this? Well, I would say pre-COVID because this is just kind of a crazy time. Yeah. I would get up and hit the gym every day at five. So I would get up at like 3.40, sometimes 3.30 because I have to like 
do all my prep with the lemon water, the celery juice, the detox smoothie, mm-hmm. and be at the gym by five, work out for an hour, sometimes 50 minutes, and then rush. I would either have a client starts at 6.15 or 6.30. And then I'd have a couple in the morning. I'd take a break, come home for lunch, take a quick nap if I had time, and then take a shower, get myself together, and then you know, get, go hit like one or two in the afternoon. My latest client I take is 5.30 to 6.30. Cause then I'd be home by seven and then I'm usually in bed by eight. So I can get up like 3.40. So that's, yeah, I'm a, <laughs> that's a good day. I'm a, yeah. My time clock is definitely different than most people. Well, I mean, at least you go to bed early so that you can wake up. Imagine going to sleep at like 10 or 11 and then waking no, up that no, early. I haven't done that in a long time, except for when I perform. Because a lot of times when I perform, we don't go on to like 10. So that um, is hard for me, right? Yeah. And again, being in the moment kind of keeps you awake, the adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Speaking of performances, when was your last performance with COVID? Well, hmm. Right. We didn't have any, we didn't have any in 2020, although it was really sad that we were booked solid for 2020 because it was 2020 and mm-hmm. everyone wanted to have like gap speed type party. Which, so I missed a lot, but I did perform at the Gatsby summer afternoon, which is in the Dunsmere estate in Oakland. We have every second Sunday of September. And what made that one really special was I, for the first time ever, choreographed our Deco Bell routine with 22 oh. girls, which is really cool. I'm sure you can YouTube it and see the video. I will. So at least I had a, like a big bang. Yeah. Before right, right you, before, before COVID, COVID hit. hit. <laughs> yeah. Um, now also speaking of COVID, are you training on Zoom now? Yes. Yes. So FaceTime and Zoom. And then every once in a while, I'll meet like one client in the park. Okay. How is distance and wear masks? Right. How is it on Zoom? Because I know that you have to like make sure they're doing it correctly and form and all that stuff. How is it working? I'll say there's an upside and a downside. I don't really care for Zoom and FaceTime because of course like form really matters to me. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, and you know, Zoom cuts out sometimes when two people are talking. Right. So a lot of times I'll be like elbows, 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 elbows. And then I'll just like, it's too much to say like seven times. Whereas before I would, if I'm at their house, I could just like lightly touch their elbows up. I wouldn't even have to say anything. Right. Right. I can't do that now or lightly tweak their movement with my hands. Um, So it's difficult. And a lot of times uh, some clients are better than others of positioning themselves so I can see the whole movement. Some just put themselves directly in front of the camera instead of angling. I'm always telling them, can you angle so I can see? Right. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not ideal, but we do make it work. Um, And I'm grateful that we have that um, opportunity, right? Right. Or else I'd be out of work this whole year. And that would really freak me out. But the upside of it is I have one client who travels a lot. And, um, you know, before she would, of course, like I have a set, like she'd have to pay me for a certain amount of sessions a month to save her spot. So she would like miss out on a lot of training, but have to pay me for it. This way she can train wherever she is in the country and make do with, you know, she brings a couple little things and I can give her a full training and man, her body has really responded because it's all about consistency, all about consistency. Yeah. 
Um, so besides the fact that the trying to do it on Zoom and everything, do you teach like health and stuff like meal plans on Zoom too? Yeah. Anybody who's anybody who's interested, I try not to push that because people are very um sensitive mm-hmm. about what they eat and yeah. diet and all that. So I let them come to me. If they come to me and they want the knowledge, then I totally give it while we're training so that when they're taking a break, we can talk about it mm-hmm. and then they continue their sets. We don't take time away from the training aspect. Right. How many people, so if you, if you said you have 20 yes. sessions a week about how many people do you think actually ask for help on their meal plan and health wise? Not too many. Maybe, maybe one or two. Okay. And you think that that's because people have, people are sensitive of what they eat and picky? Yeah, they're sensitive to, to talk about it. And I don't want to pressure oh. them because, right. So they, mm-hmm. they have a good idea that they should be eating, but people are going to do what they're going to do. They need to be open about it when they're open about it and come to me. I know that they're going to take action, but it's not going to help if I'm just like, you need to do this. Are you doing this? Right. You know, because if they're not open to it, they're, they're not going to do it. And then I might lose my client. Right. Right. <laughs> so I can at least help them with the fitness side. And hopefully, you know, they will want more knowledge yeah. as time goes on. And that happens too. And then I give I've, it to them. I feel like more, I personally feel like more people would want to have the, all the knowledge that they can. Like if you're already trying to get the workout and the fitness part, don't you, wouldn't you want the part of it too? I would think so too. But you know, life is a lot of, it's very complex too, because some people have families, they have kids. And so their attention span or their portion for really focusing on their own food and their prep and all that prepping for food and eating right takes a lot of work. It's not easy. And when you buy something out there, even if it's healthy, organic, you really don't know what is in it, right? If you're not going to the grocery store, picking out ingredients yourself and preparing it at home, because really any business, their whole point of being in business is to make a profit. So if they run out of something, they substitute for something else, they're not going to tell you, Right. They put a little extra if they use canola oil, which is bad instead of olive oil. They may not tell you, you know, so you it's 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 complex. So I, you know, and everybody comes to me or comes to anything for different reasons. So I meet them where they are. Okay. And I want to help them where they are to get to a better place. And then hopefully, you know, I'll throw some things at them and see if they're open. But if they don't open the door, I'm not going to push. Um, so speaking of just a time takes time to meal prep, you said it takes 45 minutes in the morning. Does that, is that your entire breakfast or like just the, the celery drink? No, I make the celery juice in the afternoon because I don't have time in the morning. So I okay. said so to wash the celery because I make it for two people, 24 ounces for both of us each. So wash three stalks of celery, you know, dry it, run it through the machine and then clean the machine usually takes about 40 minutes. So that's a day every day. So yeah, it takes a lot of work. To me, it's so completely worth it. You know, even though it's slow getting there, it's just, 
um, it's amazing to get rid of symptoms and not to suffer. And I tell, I always tell people, you don't know how bad you feel until you feel so much better because we all learn to live with symptoms and just put our head down and just trudge along keep going, keep going. But what if you didn't have to do that? What if you felt amazing every day? Right. Do you think that it's easier for you to, um, to go through all that work and every day, because you know that there are results. Like if it's, if it's my, for example, my first time doing it, I'm most likely not going to want to do it because I haven't seen results yet. Right. Right. I'd say it's easier because I suffered so much. Um, so I, I have a strong drive to get like to better than I've ever felt before and to get rid of all these symptoms I had, not just the main one that's really plagued me. Um, and I'm super body aware being in the fitness world and just honing this type of, um, personality trait too, that makes me more body aware. I notice any little nuance change in my body, any little nuance, like my hair is falling out less, which happens when you stop drinking caffeine. Cause then finally stop. Uh, my hair is not falling out as much, which is amazing. Um, and most people aren't, most people are not body wear. And I know this from training people because I'll always say, well, look at this. Do have you noticed this? You're this, you know, you're standing up straighter. You're this or that. And they're like, oh, I haven't noticed, but you know, you point it out. And that also makes a good trainer too, because when they're aware of their changes and their goal, reaching their goals, then they're, you know, then maybe they'll push a little hard with their harder with their training. Cause, mm-hmm. cause they're like, wow, I'm getting some results. Right. Right. So I tell people like, if you want to start with the celery, really get body aware and, and know, and, and give it a good try. You have to give it a couple of months and then every couple of weeks or every week, like, wow, um, is my digestion's better or I'm using the bathroom more regularly or my face is clearing out or whatever. Mm-hmm. you'll notice why well, I don't have those white spots on my nails anymore. Just any, any little thing. Right. I, I'm assuming that most people go to like personal trainers to lose weight or get mm-hmm. like, you know, stuff like that. Do you think that people feel more successful if they get like, if they start losing weight or if they get those like little, usually unnoticeable changes? Definitely. So any type of results that they see, they're going to be more motivated to push. Um, and weight loss is a tricky thing. Like they can make dietary changes and be good for a little while. Maybe their life opens up. They have a little less stress. They can focus on it a little bit better and then life will change. And they kind of do the reverse and they put the weight back on. So it, even if you start to lose weight, does it's not a guarantee that you'll just keep going that way. That's right. why cleansing the body is so important because the cleaner you get, you lose weight nor just without doing anything because putting on a bunch of weight when you're really trying not to and being good is a sign of a, a sluggish liver. Okay. So you drink straight celery juice and I'm going to make the assumption that it doesn't taste great. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. And each celery is different. So there's many different okay. celery tastes. Some taste sweet, some taste salty, some taste bitter. And it's not a big deal. It's you drink, you just gulp it down. But I know how good it is for me. So the taste doesn't, it doesn't bother you. It's not pleasant, but it's just like, I'm going to do it. Right. Yeah. Do you, can you get the same nutrients if you just eat a straight celery stick? No. 
because what? the fiber in the celery gets in the way of the cluster salts that are in the celery juice that do all of its work. Okay. So, so when blend- it's just straight juice, it goes down your mouth. It starts killing off bacteria, goes down your esophagus, starts killing bacteria and washing bad stuff that's been stuck to your gut, your stomach down through your intestine. Then it starts doing that. But if it had pulp, it would just kind of get stuck instead of going freely and let the cluster salts do all its work, make it to the liver, go into your bloodstream, up to your brain, where it helps clean all that stuff out, heavy metals and build neurotransmitters, help you think clearly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Medical Medium has a whole celery book uh, book on celery juice. Okay. Well, in the show notes of the episode, I'll definitely write the website and info about Medical Medium. Awesome. Who Instagram and the books, which you can all buy on Amazon. Okay. And then also I'll say most people that come to me want to build muscle, reshape their body and increase their metabolism, lose weight. So my style of training is usually circuit training. So I usually develop between four, two to four circuits and we repeat those twice. Usually people come see me once or twice a week. I stick with whole body each time. If they see me more, then I'll break it down to, you know, different muscle groups, but make sure that we hit all muscle groups by the end of the week. And I did start branching out into couple and partner training, which I actually want to branch out more into. So, which, and this style really help is works well with that because I'll have one person doing one circuit and the other doing the other repeating it twice. So I'll watch one person for the first their first circuit. And then I'll watch the other person for the second half of theirs. So I see them for each circuit and then we'll switch, but I'm also keeping an eye on them. Uh, the other person while I'm really counting and giving a little more attention to the first person. Anyway, it's really, <laughs> it's really interesting, but I have perfected that skill. Okay. So it seems like that one's in general, more complicated, a little more. Yeah. Okay. Do you Which like it costs a little more because it's a little more energy on my part. Right. Does it, do you um, prefer the couple and partner one over the just one person single? Training? I like them both, but I definitely want to expand and, and do more couple and partner training for sure. Okay. Is, is it shocking to you how many people are searching for personal trainers? No, I think that's great. People need to learn. It, I think everybody should, our body is meant to move. Everybody should be in some type of movement. And of course I'm biased towards weight training, but like I said, cross training is super important. But if you are in, say you're super into running or you're super into dance or you're super into something, if you add weight training, you'll make both of those uh, functions um, better because mm-hmm. they'll complement each other um, and prevent an injury and weight training. You can build your body like a crane. So you will be strong in all parts because really you're only as strong as your weakest link. And then that's where injury is going to occur. Right. So I'm really into building the body equally. And so there's certain areas that are kind of weak on everybody. Everybody's weak in the rear shoulder, terrible posture, uh, weak wrist, weak lower back. Cause a lot of times they're afraid to work it because they've been so spooked out. Okay. So can you give some like two or three um, I examples of workouts that you can do for different types of um, muscle groups. Is that what they're called? Uh, yeah, like basic things you can do at home. Yeah. 
Okay, I would say if you had to do three things every day, I would do, and it would hit pretty much pretty much the whole body, but not everything. Push-ups, sit-ups, and squats or lunges, either one. But I would make sure that you consult with a personal trainer first and make sure you're doing them properly. And then with the little asterisk that really you should change your workout up all the time because you want to create muscle confusion. If you do those three things every day, all the time, you never really vary it. The body is so amazing and adapts super quick. So you're going to adapt, but you're going to hit a plateau. Mm -hmm. Now, if you change up the exercises, say you do pull-ups, you do walking lunges, and you do leg raises, then you'll start climbing again. Then you do your sit-ups, push-ups, and squats. Then maybe you change it again. So you're always tricking the body. Or you add reps, or you add weight, something different. Okay. You never want to do the same exercise twice in a row. So at least do alternate day off, like um, alternate two different types of right. sets and I would every pick day. Like, you know, we kind of cover the whole body, like squats, lunges gets pretty much overall legs. Uh, sit-ups gets pretty much the whole abdominal wall and lower back. And uh, push-ups gets uh, almost all the upper body, except for I'd say laterals and bicep, because you're not pulling. Mm. It'll strengthen your wrists. That's a plus. Really? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I just didn't know that. I've had a lot of clients who like couldn't even do push-ups or dips because the bend of the wrist and then putting weight on it, they were so weak, they just couldn't handle it. And then over time, just building up slowly, then no problem. Right. I yeah. always just assumed that push-ups were for core and arms in general, but like the laterals and stuff that you're saying. Yeah. Like, I need, need more. No, you need more pulling for that. Something okay. pulling to really get that, the pulling muscles. So I would say if you're interested in getting a personal trainer at home, I always tell my clients, you don't need that much equipment. You don't need that much room, just a small space, um, a yoga mat, an exercise ball, a 55, usually, usually centimeter exercise ball that serves as a bench among other things. And a couple sets of dumbbells. And then I provide the rest resistance bands, TRX medicine balls. I kind of you know, bring something different each time to change it up and create that muscle confusion. So since you usually bring stuff, how is that working on Zoom? Do they have to have everything? That's why, but see, remember, I I had told my clients to buy the dumbbells, the exercise ball and the yoga mat. So they at least have that. And we can do most everything with that. Okay. Um, And of course, some exercise loops, to really work the legs, target the legs. So those are the, they look like rubber bands, but a little bit bigger. Oh, okay. I think I've seen something similar to that. Yep. And thank goodness that was never sold out during COVID. Because <laughs> that was the first thing I'm like, you need to buy these exercise loops so we can work your legs better. <laughs> what if someone, what if you already have like weights at home? Can you substitute a weight for a dumbbell? Or does it have to be a dumbbell? What do you mean? What other weights? Like a plate? Uh, I mean, like, um, wait, I'm thinking of the dumbbell with like the ball at the bottom with the handle. Oh, right? I'm thinking of a, oh, now I can't think of the name. Kettlebell. Oh, okay. Kettlebell. So a dumbbell is the one where it's just like. Yeah, it has okay. a bar in the center and two weights okay. on the side. So that almost looks like a bone. 
Yes. Yes. Okay. I would, you can do so much more with uh, dumbbells than with kettlebells. I'm not a huge fan of any type of kettlebell movement because it involves a lot of swinging, but I have adapted some kettlebell workouts for regular weight training workouts, like row, one arm row or upright rows with kettlebell. Um, yeah, I would say dumbbells for sure. And I am a big fan of dumbbells. If you have nothing else over machines, because at least with dumbbells, you're working all the stabilizer muscles as you push or pull with a machine. You're just working the bulky muscles because you're already stabilized. You're just pushing or you're just pulling. Okay. That's my preference over the two. Okay. So the dumbbell, there's a lot of swinging in, as you were saying, is that bad? Kettlebells. Kettlebells. Is that bad? Like, can you, is it more likely that you'll hurt yourself? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That makes, I don't like it. It's not a controlled movement and I'm, I definitely, um, I prefer more controlled movements and I, tell my clients always instead of rushing through the movement to like really concentrate on the eccentric, the, the down against gravity movement, instead of just dropping the weight down, then put, pulling it back up again. Mm-hmm. You get so much more out of it, so much harder. And it's not fun until you train your body towards it, but it's so much more effective. Yeah. My dad's taking away momentum, right? You want right. the muscle to do it, not momentum to do it. Yeah. My dad's told me something like that. Like when I would try to do pull-ups and I could never do it, he said, just go up as fast as you can and go down really slow. I hated it. I did like two and that was it. It's like, I'm done. (laughs) Kaylin. Okay. I think my high score is like five. That's very good. You know, most women can't do it on their own. Yeah. I mean, it took me a second. I had to like take a break in between, but I got five done. That's amazing. Amazing. You should be very proud. Thank you. Here's another question for advice. If you could travel back in time, Mm-hmm. and talk to your 14-year-old self, what advice would you give? I have the best advice. <laughs> be flexible. Learn to be flexible and to be okay with it because nothing ever stays the same. The world is constantly in flux. And if you can be flexible, you create a lot less stress in your life, right? And stress, right. Uh, and you'll be able to accomplish more and deal with life better. Okay. I like that advice. Yeah. (laughs) Because quarantine and just school online, everything is very stressful. Totally. Totally. But also remember that nothing ever, well, nothing ever stays the same. This too shall pass. Like it won't last forever. It's only temporary. Yeah. That helps me think about things too. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. Once again, we want to thank Christy for being on the show and talking about the great things she's doing in the world. If you ever need a personal trainer in San Francisco, Christy is the best. Check her out on ChristyFit.com. Share the show with other super shows in your life. Now go explore the world.